0: Here's your host, William Tincup.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you are listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Today we have Bridget on from Work Market, an ADP company, and our topic today is managing the gig workforce. And I know everyone's got questions about this. They've been doing it and helping people with it for a long time, so I can't wait for Bridget to kind of school us on this. So, Bridget, would you do us a favor and uh, both introduce yourself and Work Market.
0: Sure. And it's uh, so nice to be here, William. Thank you for having me today. Sure. Um, so my name is Bridget Quinn Kirshner, and I lead the client experience uh, teams at WorkMarket, an ADP company. Um, Our focus here uh, from a client and worker perspective is to provide the most optimal frictionless experience to allow clients and workers to engage and manage their workforce on our platform. Um, And what WorkMarket is, is an enterprise software platform that allows clients to organize, manage, and pay their freelance workforce. And then from a worker perspective, if I'm a freelancer, I have the ability to sign up for an account and have access to some of uh, the best clients domestically and internationally to um, to leverage my craft um, on work market platform.
1: Okay, let's start with the uh, what's what do you see? First of all, what's what's some trends? What do you see in the gig workforce uh, now to, you know, as of uh, here we are? Uh, almost September uh, of, oh, almost. Uh, so what are you, what are you seeing as trends wise?
0: So we have seen incremental growth uh, mm-hmm. for as far back as we could probably guess. Um, there has been uh, incremental growth year over year, um, increasing freelancers in the U.S. workforce. Um, what we're seeing today is about 40% of the workfor- U.S. workforce today is freelance. Um and you know, we can't really talk about work and freelance work without talking about like the talent revolution and what we've seen um, in workers kind of making, uh, life choices due to lessons they learned from the pandemic. Um, so, with that, we've seen that over the next five years or so, um, the growth is picking up slightly, and we're gonna we're expecting a little over half, about fifty one percent of the U.S. workforce will be freelance in the next five years. Um, and what's a little bit different about that data now than ever was before is those freelancers are going to be expected to be a little bit of a hybrid, right? So maybe they are a W-2 and then they're also doing some 1099 work to leverage some of their expertise.
1: Wow, okay, okay. So did COVID, I'm assuming, but I don't want to assume, uh, COVID sped some of the things that were, you know, we're already going, we're already moving in this direction and COVID sped things up. Uh, First of all, do I have that right?
0: I would, I mean, there's different theories on that, William, yes, but yes. Um, I think it's a safe bet. Um, I, what we read a lot of is um, workers have really thought about this work-life balance and do I want to live to work or do I want to work to live? And we hmm. think that's a, a driver in, in some of the um, speed up of the incremental, the incremental, excuse me, growth that we've seen over the last several decades.
1: Is it a, uh... Is it generational? Is it uh do you see anything? Is it the data, does it come pop out like you know, certain areas of the world or um, no. is there anything I- in the data?
0: I'm so glad you asked that because sure. um I we work with uh, various different companies and various different industries right. and therefore their their talent mix is very different too if they're doing it right at least. Um but from uh, a Gen Z perspective if we take a look at Gen Zs today, right? Because we're doing a lot of hiring, there's a lot of Gen Zs graduating, coming into the workforce. 3 out of 4 Gen Z uh, workers have said that they are likely to be freelancers in the near future. It's about, they expect about 73% of the growth to be from that Gen Z, from that um, that group uh, participating in the gig economy. So we do see um, some of the newer graduates coming out are, um, are considering it right off the bat. Um, but it's, it's pretty close with millennials as well. So if Gen Z sits at about 73%, millennials are about 70%. Um, And then it goes all the way down to baby boomers are about 39%. So there's been a big shift in um, some early retirements and some people speeding up their retirement as, um, as a result of the pandemic. And still about 39% of that generation is still looking to be freelance and even leveraging some of that expertise after retirement, right? Doing it on their own terms.
1: Wow. That is fantastic. Now, when, when first of all, I, I came from you kind know, of the creative agency uh, world, mm-hmm. uh, interactive PR, advertising, stuff like that, and so in that world, we've always had freelancers. Always. Like we always like, yeah. especially in the creative world, we always had freelancers, so it wasn't unusual. But there was a period where there's at least a perception where some jobs can't be gig or freelanced out. Do you still do you think that that perception still exists in in HR or recruiting?
0: I do. Um I don't know if it's the right perception, but I do Right right. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do think yeah. that perception exists. Right. Um, right. But we're seeing more and more, especially I, I. if I were to take a step back and look at the customers that I have today on, uh, on the work market platform with ADP, um, I have some customers that are very comfortable, their businesses have been leveraging freelancers since the dawn of time, um, and they feel very comfortable with managing the regulation, the management of the work, the relationships. Um, and making sure they're using the right talent to get the work done. Then I have another group that have become so curious that they may not have been doing it for long or maybe not at all. And they are getting started doing that. And they're leveraging us not only for the technology piece to manage this, but also for some of the thought leadership and and, uh, partnership to help to start build this out, building this out, excuse me. And these are in industries that maybe weren't originally thought of as, you know, that freelance industry that you've referenced before. So we see a slow growth in some of those areas. But again, I don't know that that's the right perception. But unfortunately, I think it still exists today.
1: Yeah, it's almost there's a, a bit of a bias that's kind of underneath that that's, Not interesting. Um, Let me ask you, let's back up to the platform because I think it would actually help uh, contextualize things uh, for the audience. Um, Tell us a little bit about work, market, like the the problem that you solve. And in in particular, I'm thinking about, you know, managing. Okay, so immediate when I think of managing uh, gig workers, I think of, okay, pay. I think of compliance. I think of communication. I think of quality. Like I think of all these different things, but I'm probably that's probably none of that is true. So why don't you school me and uh, the audience on, okay, work market, this is the problem. This is what what it does. So we'll just kind of go features and attributes and just kind of, that'll, I think will help them.
0: Sure. Um, you know, it depends on who you talk to, but I do hear some businesses say, oh, I have a solution to manage my freelance workforce and I use an Excel spreadsheet or a Google spreadsheet. That's <laughs> Great. But that's the largest,
1: probably- the largest HR tech company in the world is mic- <laughs> Microsoft Office.
0: <laughs> but you know, unfortunately, not everyone looks at their freelance labor like they do their their uh, W twos. Right. So there are many companies that aren't using an HRIS system like ADP's workforce now to manage that end to end experience. But that's exactly what Work Market is and does. If you think about what that experience is for W-2 from recruiting, vetting the talent, setting the right expectations for that talent, creating the relationship, staying engaged, um, onboarding them, um, and then really agreeing on terms of whatever that role or assignment are, um, taking that down to fruition, paying them, and then later rating them. After we're finished our engagement together, you get to rate me and I get to rate you. Um, So we can both decide if we want to work together in the future or not. And for me, primarily, what one of the biggest gains outside of you know, the visibility that you get in, um, in your workforce and the spend in your workforce, the management of the regulation guardrails that you set for your business, being able to manage all of that in the work market platform and have a little bit more peace of mind. In addition, the other thing that's really important is the worker experience. I don't think an Excel spreadsheet, uh, actually, I I probably know by now, <laughs> an Excel spreadsheet or a Google spreadsheet is not going to help the worker have that right experience. And in a time where talent is really hard to come by, especially with the expertise that a business may be looking for, um, having that experience for them to be able to go through that process end to end um, where there's some automation built in, there's a closed loop communication uh, feature. And also they get the ability to to decide if they want to work with you again in the future and have those records for themselves, I think is the other real benefit of our platform.
1: Do you see a kind of a bleed because you brought, brought up experience and it makes me think of candidate experience, but also employee experience. Do you see, because there was almost like a years ago it, there was like a complete different treatment you know here's full-time ftes here's the the treatment and then with freelancers there's a completely it's almost like second class citizen you know a completely different treatment uh, of those folks do you do you see that different or does you know do do your the practitioners do they see that
0: different they do uh, and i think they're almost demanding it these days right uh, You know, the the control today is in uh, sits in in the role of the talent um, and how they want to spend their time and leverage their expertise and who they want to share that with. Um, So I think rightly so, they're demanding that. Um, And this isn't something that I have to say, but I enjoy doing it as much as I can is your 1099 workers, freelancers, independent contractors, whatever uh, term you'd like to use for it, are human beings too. And sometimes we forget that You know, it's not a tool or something to help us get work done. This is another human being that has a level of expertise that um, I'm looking to leverage, and I'm looking to purchase. And it's in my benefit to create a relationship with that person, make sure they understand not only what the process looks like, the type of work they're doing, how they can depend on me during that process, and also what their value is to my organization. So, you know, you do have to manage these groups separately. That's that's something that's very true. And you want to be careful of guardrails because you really are hiring a, a, an entity. You know, this, this person is a business of one. Um, so they do need to be uh, engaged and managed separately. But they do need to understand what value they provide to your business because you'll find them at their best that way. And you'll probably have the ability to work with them again.
1: Do you see, uh, or with with your customers, especially on the platform, but you see it as a trend, is there conversions uh, either way, you know, conversions from gig to employee, employee to gig?
0: I think we see a lot of, hi- I would call it hybrid, uh, right. but yes, I think everything in between Um, and people are, I think we're in this place where people are deciding what's best for them, and sometimes it's both. Um, And there's a lot of drivers to that that drive a lot of that. One of them is, as as a worker, we're finding just having the, the payment flexibility is important. You know, you've been, you've noted you've been working as a freelancer with freelancers for years, and part of that is there were times where you would put out an invoice to your client You would wait a few weeks, not hear anything. You would call them to follow up. You may have to re-invoice them, right? And this could go on sometimes for months. I think now what the workforce is is demanding, not only from a freelance side, but also from W-2s is... Um, What's my payment flexibility? How quickly can I get my money? How how do you support me if I'm unbanked? Could I get part of my money now? Could I save some for later? So that flexibility in how I'm paid, when I'm paid um, is also something that's important. But I think there are key drivers that... um, help the worker decide how they want to work, but we see a lot of that hybrid work happening both um, in either side and then sometimes both, like we said earlier, sometimes they're a W-2 during the day and then they're leveraging their expertise in the evening.
1: So who manages gig workers? Uh, probably a question that the audience is thinking right now. It's at the end of the day: is it centralized, and that there's a, or should be, I, I guess, uh, and there's there's one team that manages all of the gig workers, or is it just just decentralized? Like, how does the management of gig workers, how does it play out?
0: So at Work Market and ADP today, we work a lot with um, we work a lot with line of business managers um, mm-hmm. and operations, right? The people that are getting the work done. Um, And need to come up with a strategy to find the right talent at the right place uh, at the right time and for the right price. Um, But also we're seeing um, an uptick in working with HR and payroll as well. Mm. Um, So it does kind of um, it does depend on who the business is, and sometimes even um, their industry on who we're working with directly. Um, But we do, for the most part today, the clients that I work with on my platform um, are primarily I'm working with the line of business managers that are just getting the actual work done.
1: I love it. Best practices, if we were to explain to someone that's never managed gig workers before, where would you... uh... Where would you start with them? Like, what are the Ten Commandments uh, <laughs> ish <laughs> of managing gig workers? I mean, that's horrible reference, but let's just or we'll, we'll run with it anyhow. What's what do you what do you consider the best practices of managing gig workers?
0: So, I would say there should be four.
1: Okay.
0: Um, I like a top, you know, a top list. So, here's my top four. Um, number one is make sure you know what you want your freelancers to do. Have a plan. Um, Number two is flexibility of payment. So make sure you know how you're going to pay them, what uh, puts and takes you have to be able to pay them quicker um, and within different channels. Um, Number three is create relationships. So make sure your worker knows who they're working with what their impact is to your business, Um, and then what your company culture is, what you stand for. Today, a lot of workers are making choices on companies they want to work with by what the values of the companies are as well. So make sure you're creating those relationships. And then last, but certainly not least, make sure you're investing in the right technology to manage this end-to-end process. Um, so a platform like WorkMarket will allow you to organize, manage and pay that entire experience based on those guardrails that we talked about earlier on, like setting that plan that you've set in WorkMarket will allow you some peace of mind and really will just allow you to focus on what's important, the work. Right. Um, so that's my top four. Make sure you have a plan. Make sure you have payment payment flexibility, create those relationships and invest in the right technology.
1: And uh, first of all, that's perfect. We could probably do a complete podcast on just those four things. Um, have you seen it with a rise in kind of a daily pay or people being able to tab out at the end of a shift or at the end of whatever that they're doing? How is, because, you know, there's, with, with peril, uh, y'all have seen this. I know this uh, from an ADP perspective, y'all have seen uh, kind of a rise of, employees you know you see it in hospitality and, and hourly markets but have, we've actually seen it now creep over into professional markets and that people you know their accountants they want to be paid at the end of the day mm-hmm. uh, which is you know i mean conceptually almost crazy to think about but um it, again like you said talent drives so um what do you see with gig workers what are their not demands but what are their expectations as it relates to uh pay? Uh, and the timing of pay because it used to be, I did the, you know, we, we agreed on the work. I did the work. I invoiced you for the work. I got paid for the work. Mm-hmm. A pretty simple, pretty simple, you know, kind of a, kind of a simple bid. Is it still like that? Or has some of the, the daily pay uh, stuff crept over?
0: Uh, it's crept over for sure. Um, I think expectations um, of how quickly can I get paid are definitely part mm. of the flexibility we talked about. Um, and using technology like work market will allow you to do that, right? So I think it really depends on the industry. And like you said, it was really prevalent outside of, let's call it the professional industry, for lack of a better term. Um, but we do see it more and more now. And not only do they want sometimes pay the same day or even the same week, but they also want it outside of a bank account. So maybe they want a pay card. Um, so I think as... As the talent continues to kind of drive the market, um, if we want the best out of people, we're gonna um have to pay more attention to some of uh some of this flexibility that's that's required.
1: Love it. What about benefits? Uh is there anything there in terms of health benefits, financial, you know, wellness, or any of those types of things, like I think some of the stuff that you would see with employees. The the typical things that you would would offer as a package for employees, is there any bleed there with gig workers?
0: You know, I think the trends are changing a bit, but we did, ADP Research Institute did a study a few years ago um, that showed that 90% of freelancers at that time already had health insurance from another source. Which was eye-opening for me because I, if I had to guess at that time, I would have said, of course, they're independent contractors, they're business owners uh, of themselves, they need health insurance. That absolutely was not the case then. Um, what we're seeing is, and and we need to dig further into this data, but with the change in demands and flexibility and the needs, and especially those that are hybrid freelance and W-2, um, I think there's more to come on that. But I think the request of what else is available and what what's the other value you can provide me is definitely going to be a growing list
1: last question if someone's never done this before where do they start and and they want to maybe it's you know cuz everyone's kind of resistant to change right so if you've never done this uh maybe it's an industry and you just that industry the oil and gas you know you've just never done this bit uh but you can see that the talent is moving in that direction and you're going to either lose the talent or just never get the talent if you don't move that way what's what's what do what's your advice to folks uh a to to think about talent differently
0: Um, So the first thing I would do is challenge the business to look at their workforce holistically. Right. And then compare that to the work that needs to get done. Um so when i say holistically when we think about a contingent workforce that's a mixture of your w2 workers your temporary workers as well as your contingent workers and then there's also this other category that we don't talk about a lot but like vendors right um so i would challenge the business to take a look at the work that needs to get done and the the contingent workforce that they have available And decide how that freelance or that independent contractor pool will benefit the type of work. Because you do want to use that group of workers very strategically um, and in the right way, leveraging their expertise.
1: Drops Mike, walks off stage. Thank you so much, Bridget. This has been wonderful.
0: William, thank you. It's been a pleasure.
1: Absolutely. And thanks for everyone listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Until next time.